Your dream deserves to be shared with the world, and I'm here to teach you how to do it. I'm your host, Mary Diacetis, and on the Dreamers and Action Takers, we are going behind the scenes and giving you the tools and strategies that you need in order to create your dream into the reality. On Mondays, we will be going over a hype episode to give you a boost of energy that you need for the week. And on Wednesdays, you're going to be hearing from another dreamer who actually took action on that big thing that they wanted to put out into the world. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm honored that you're taking time to invest in yourself, and I cannot wait to hear the results that you get from this. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, I think we're live. I always love this, like, you know, the little in-between where it's like just making sure that it's on Facebook and it's on Zoom, but it is so good. So welcome. If y'all are watching live or in the replay, I am so excited to have you. Courtney, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I haven't done one of these in quite some time. So I am so thrilled to be here and, and speak with you and all the, oh all the people watching and listening. So, Oh, it is good. It is good. It is good. Okay. I have all my devices up here. Y'all, I'm going to introduce Courtney because <laughs> she is absolutely incredible. You can see her, kind of see her beautiful new house behind her. Uh, she just moved like semi-recently. Yeah, what was it? October. So it's October. still pretty new. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty new. Yeah. Feels like October was like forever ago, but like also not. Exactly. Yeah. The time warp of life right now, I think we're all experiencing. <laughs> I'm like, how is it February 10th? Like, right. yeah. I, I just got told Super Bowl was on Sunday. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So you can't hang out. That's what I'm hearing because you're watching. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone's busy. Oh, okay. And then the next weekend is Valentine's. And then before we know it, it's 4th of July. So mm -hmm. that's how it works. So y'all yeah. let us know what, um, in the comments, if you're watching the Super Bowl. I have no idea who's playing maybe Rams. I don't know. I actually want to say, I think the Kansas city chiefs are playing because my city is going nuts. I'm not a Kansas oh. city person. because I'm not originally from here, mm -hmm. but the world around me is going crazy. So I'm assuming they're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. Okay. So if y'all watching, tell us which team is playing, if you're rooting for one of the teams, or if you're rooting for snacks, or if you're rooting for like the commercials and the um, like halftime performance, or a combination of one of them, yeah. let us know in the comments, because these are the important questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like talking about how to get your offer to sell online, like that's important, right. but first things first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always rooting for snacks. I don't care what I'm watching on TV, snacks always get my vote. So that just wins by default. Yeah, I have snacks on my desk right now and I'm like <laughs> trying not to like eat them like while I'm on, you know, live video, but. Wouldn't bother me none. I probably, <laughs> oh, let me join you girl. I'll go get some cheese and crackers and, and we'll just, we'll have a little crudite together. <laughs> we can have like a virtual like learning charcuterie party. Like how fun Whoa. would that be? All right, that's happening in the future. No. Okay, cool. I actually <laughs> know somebody that's their business. So like I'll get us connected and then we can throw some big party. They ship out the charcuterie boards to you all around the U.S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll make, we'll make that happen. <laughs> okay. So I'll be sending you a message after. And also if you want to join our virtual charcuterie party, then like, you know, you got to figure out how to spell charcuterie and then like type that in the comments as well. <laughs> it's almost like the speakeasy. What's the password? You have to, you have to be able to type and spell charcuterie. <laughs> yeah. That's the password. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No help. You have to be able to spell it, but you can get into the secret charcuterie party. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I love that we're like two seconds in and like, these are all the plans that have happened. Y'all, this training, I already know is going to be fire. It is literally going to be fire. So you may already know all that you need to know about Courtney at this point. Like she's super cool. Like she has an amazing house. She loves like snacks and charcuterie and like all of the above, but I'm going to share a little bit of her bio as well, in case you want a little bit more information on Courtney. So, you know, some of the less important details. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of like the things that don't matter as much because my taste in charcuterie boards matters more, but I'll allow it. I mean, like we're talking about like character development here. Like we got to have good character right. if we're going to listen to somebody. <laughs> right. And this all, this all blends into the psych stuff we'll get into later, but you know what? <laughs> Time and <laughs> <to> place. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So this is Courtney Rogers. Y'all say hello to Courtney in the comments. I don't think it's tagged right now, but don't worry. We will put her handle so you can follow her on all of the things you can get in contact with her, see her amazingness on um, social media. That's actually how we got connected was through Facebook. So it's so good. And Courtney helps women and female coaches better understand their human behavior to see more positive shifts in their life and business. Come on y'all. She's a military <laughs> wife, homeschool mom of two and seven figure business owner. She's helped hundreds of women transform their lives and mindsets to unlock more success and less stress in their day in their day-to-day -day lives by simply understanding how people operate from the inside out. Come on, like little praise hands up in here. Woo, woo. <laughs> she has a dual master's degree in behavioral psychology and program development, as well as 10 plus years in the field. She ditched her clinical title in hopes of making these evidence-based decision interventions more accessible to women who wanted to apply them in their everyday lives and business without needing a seven-year degree or diagno diagnosis, diagnoses to unlock yeah. its power. <laughs> Y'all, perfect. <laughs> so good. Well, welcome, Courtney. I'm super excited to get to chat with you today, to get Thank to share you. all of the goodness that you have to offer because you like just in the way that you talk and the way that you speak, the way that you help these females and these women is huge. So thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> you just got close to my son who just woke up with tired eyes. He's like, whoa. He's like, what's happening? There's this girl yelling, like, why? <laughs> they're so used to it. They live in the house. I live on Zoom. So they're probably just like, hey world, what's up? <laughs> they don't even care. They're so unfazed. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Courtney, tell us a little bit about how you got in this specific niche in like yeah. helping these female business owners and with the whole like psychology aspect of business. Yeah, absolutely. So I always tell people that it was business on accident, but success on purpose, because I had no idea, like, I had no idea I wanted to be in business or be an entrepreneur. You know, I think all of us are kind of like, you grow up in like the, you know, the, the nine to five grind of like, go to school, go to college, get a good job, get benefits, live your life, die. Hopefully you teach your children to repeat that cycle, right? Like, so I did that. And I went and I worked for years in the world of applied behavior analysis. I was like, oh, I'm learning that if I want to make any money in this industry, I have to have initials after my name. So I'm going to go pay buku bucks to go to school just to get these letters after my name so that I can make more money to provide for my family. And after I did that, I kind of was able to explore a different realm of behavior psychology and program development. So understanding almost the psychology of organizational development, how programs are structured, how people within programs and organizations operate and how to ensure that they are successful. So 
I was able to kind of, you know, be in both worlds and to kind of straddle the line and, and be in both. And after that, I worked a lot in programs and agencies. I worked on the one-to-one level, working with families and clients, working on just, you know, mindset and helping them really heal. But then I was also at the same time structuring programs to promote what I was doing on the one-to-one level, because sometimes you see there's this disjointedness on the organizational level, and you're not able to fully implement the things you need to on like the micro level. And you guys may notice that in some of your coaching, you know, businesses or, or just your entrepreneurial journey in general, where certain things on like the organizational level or on the macro level really impede your ability to operate with people one-to-one. And so after that, I just became really run down with my lack of control and my lack of ability to truly influence the way I wanted to things on the macro level. And it really frustrated me when I'm working with people because it was just kind of like, I knew the tool I needed to work with, but the confines of the, of the, you know, system I was working in weren't giving, they were not giving me those tools and it was frustrating, right? It was like this tug of war. I was like, we could just make progress if you let me do this. And they're like, no. So I linked up with my mother-in-law who introduced me to network marketing, which I absolutely hated up until that point, And I wanted nothing to do with, and I ended up just kind of falling into, into that space and finding a lot of success there simply because I loved helping people. I loved helping people. I loved helping women. I really fell in love with the training aspect and the development aspect. It also gave me the freedom to leave my job and just kind of the clinical aspect in general. I was able to fully walk away from that because of the financial independence I was able to create with this. It taught me a lot of entrepreneurial skills. I dove, I'm a learner by nature. I don't just do something and I'm like, oh, it's good enough. No, I will go get a PhD in it. <laughs> like I will read all the books, go to all the web, you know, all the webinars, everything. And I really dove into kind of the leadership aspect, entrepreneurial aspect, marketing, all of that. And for the longest time, I kind of thought that I, I, I had to choose between like marketing and business and this psych behavior kind of duality that was inside of me. Until I realized the longer I was in entrepreneurship that I became more successful when I was able to marry the two, because essentially you're working with people (laughs) and people operate out of the same, the same areas of, of their life and decision-making as they do around everything else in their life, right? Like their relationship, what they buy at the supermarket, like what show to watch, like all of that is all based around the same kind of behavior and thought patterns. And then, so I began to teach other women how to do this, to be able to see more success in their businesses, not just network marketing, but literally any business coaching, e-commerce didn't matter. And so then I began to kind of step solely into this space of coaching. And it's weird. It has kind of come like full circle where I'm, I'm like almost back in my, the clinical world, but now I do get to control all those macro things. Now I don't have agencies and systems and and people telling me what I can and can't do and can and can't implement. So it's really crazy how, how, when you kind of allow yourself to experience this full metamorphosis and you embrace the journey instead of fighting it, that you kind of really bloom into this person that you're, you're supposed to be. So it's been, I say a long journey, but I mean, when you look at the whole culmination of everything, but 
really in just the last five years, I would say things have just been like totally and completely different in our lives have, have totally changed. And the amount of people I've been able to impact through these things is just far, it far supersedes anything I would have been able to impact in, you know, the clinical world. So I'm super grateful for it. And, and as crazy of a ride as it was, <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I saw a meme the other day that said something like, entrepreneurship is like riding a roller coaster with no seatbelt and no bra. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just be in the face everywhere. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But you know what? It's a journey nevertheless, one that I, I truly appreciate and value. And without a lot of the self-discovery aspect, probably wouldn't be here today. So it's kind of how I got here specifically. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like taking notes while you're talking because I'm like, oh, that's a good word. Oh, that's a good word. Like, <laughs> holy cow. <clears throat> Before we go into the people aspect of it, I just yeah. wanted to bring up the fact that you said embrace the journey because mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's been five years. And I feel like, like we were just talking about like October feels like forever ago, but also like not long ago at all. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's so many, because this group is majority women. I think maybe we have like five men in it, but this group is majority women. My audience is majority women. And so I talked to a lot of these women and they're like, I'm not there yet. Like I'm frustrated because, and I call it the messy middle. Yeah. And the fact that you said, like, I would assume that you're not at the finish line yet because you're still walking, living and breathing. Right. Yeah. But it's never been the finish line ever. (laughs) The finish line always changes. It always, it always like, as you progress, it's like always a certain distance away. And then as you move forward, it moves forward. So that's just kind of their journey that you have to accept, but that's the beauty of it. Right. Yeah. So what would be your advice to somebody who like is in the messy middle and they're like, the finish line looks so far away, but like, I know that I'm not where I started. Like, what's a good way to realize that, Hey, I'm not where I'm started. And just because I'm in the messy middle, like that's okay. Yeah. I think it first is to kind of tell yourself and have this mentality shift that unlike most other things in our, in our life, right. When we set goals, weight loss goals, educational goals, whatever, there's no end. There's no finish line. You expect like, if I study for this thing, the test is the finish line that signifies I have done a good job. You're using the finish line as validation for your efforts and as a measurement of your success. But there is no finish line. It doesn't, right? It doesn't exist. Like that mean girl saying, she's like, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist, y'all. Okay. So there is no limit. It's almost kind of like a relationship. You are in a relationship with your success. You are in a relationship with your business. You are in a relationship with your goals. Your goals might have end dates, but the relationship with, with what you want out of this does not. I will never reach a finish line in my relationship with my children or my husband or my friends it's a consistent, constant effort and there is no, there's no end. So I think for me, and if I had to give advice to other women and what I talk to women about is we need to ditch this, this mentality that there is something with which we have to measure whether we have made it or not. And the, we, we typically use the end, whatever that is to measure because we need to validate that we've done a good job. So I think it's really just to ditch that whole old school mentality, uh, you know, that we're taught in school with tests and semesters, everything has ends, right? The end of the semester, the end of the school day, the end of the school year, the end of your grade, the end of high school, like, just stop, there is no end. 
There mm -hmm. isn't. You will be in the middle forever, always and always. Sometimes the middle becomes harder. Sometimes the middle becomes easier, but it's literally just a space that you have to walk into and accept existing in no matter what the condition is. Like in the world, there's weather. You can't be like, oh crap, when is this weather going to stop weathering? <laughs> like when is it going to stop? It's not. Some days the weather's going to really suck. Some days the weather's going to be great. But I think it's just accepting that you exist in this journey and that there is no measurement. There's nothing. And that's, that's scary for people when you don't have anything to measure against. You're like, how do I know if I'm like making it? How do I know if I'm hitting the mark or that I'm like really sucking really bad? <laughs> like, how do I know? But I think when you fully embrace it, it's a pretty freeing mindset. And you're able to like, just in this truly unabashed way, be who you truly are and embrace your calling and start delivering this, these like masterpieces that you just never expected you could. <laughs> I think that you just freed so many people with that. I was looking at the comments and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. This is so good. <laughs> and it is. It's absolutely incredible. It's the yeah. fact that, and I love the way that you compared it to like school. And we always knew when the next like benchmark was. Yeah. But you could still create benchmarks for yourself. Like for example, you know, if you're going to have a course launch or if you're going to do a podcast, like when that launches, but it doesn't mean that just because the course launches, you're done. There's still right. a fulfillment of it. There's still the next time you're going to launch it. And so we don't have those endings like we used to, but I love the comparison that you made to your friends, family, and your husband. Yeah. Because that's so true. There's no end date with it. Yeah. There's just different seasons and different levels that you go through. And hopefully that your relationship with your friends, your kids, and your spouse continues to get better. Like, exactly. Because you're always going to grow. The demands of those relationships are always going to change and shift they're going to change and shift. So if you think of you being in this relationship with your business or your goals or your future, like you are in a relationship with this future version of yourself, this future life you're creating, how are you nurturing that? How are you developing it? How are you growing it? You know, and like, what are you pouring into it? And again, there's no end goal. There's no like end. You just keep, you just keep going, <laughs> just keep doing the thing. It's so good. So good. Okay. So I'm going to trans transition a little bit to the aspect of people being in your course, in your program and how to talk to that. And so I love that you talked about how you loved helping women. And like, that was such a like highlight for you and a why for you. And you even brought up like money comes from people. I remember mm -hmm. one of my first coaches saying like, learn more about people than you do your product or service and you'll be unusually successful. And I've like held on to that because I'm like, I tried network marketing and I was so bad at it because I paid attention to like, oh, these are the stats and these are the things. And it's like, nobody cares yeah. about that. Like, right. <laughs> it's not what they're initially like worried about. They're worried about, is this going to help my problem? Which talks about people. And if money comes from people, then you need to get to know people really well. So for the person who maybe has like, kind of like they know this concept, but they're not quite applying it yet. What would be like your first piece of advice or one way to be able to go from like head knowledge to like heart belief and applying it? Yeah, absolutely. Whenever I talk to the people that I'm training or, you know, in my, even my clients, everything is always, everything is a relationship. Just so like everything is an energy exchange. Everything is a relationship. Everything is a relationship between, like we talked about you and your future, you and your course, you and your clients, you and your audience, everything is a relationship. And 
I'm a word picture person because I'm so used to working with children in the you know, beginning portion of my career. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Let's make this more applicable <laughs> is I always tell people date your clients mentality wise, date mm-hmm. them. How do you, how do you approach dating? Do you just go like, you know, <laughs> I am a great person. This is what I offer. Date me, marry me. Let's have kids and live forever, happily ever after. Right. Like it doesn't work that way. There's a process, right? There's a process of being vulnerable, knowing what you want, um, seeing things in other people, knowing when to progress to the next step, knowing when to ask those important questions, all of those things. So it's almost like, imagine you're dating them. So when you go through and you're talking to your, your audience, right? You're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. How do you imagine again, you're dating them or you're, you're entering the dating world, right? Like it's speed dating. What do you just start talking all about yourself? Absolutely not. I don't do Tinder. I don't do it. So I don't know if it's swipe left or swipe right, but swipe somewhere next, (laughs) right? Like, no, thank you. And that's what a lot of us do because we think that in qualifying ourselves, we become more attractive, right? But it's actually the opposite. So stop talking about you, what you offer, what you do, your products, your services, all of those things, because people don't care. By nature, humans are incredibly egocentric and selfish, and we have to learn how to not be, okay? So a lot of us have really adept skills, some of us not, but have really adept skills in learning how to not be as selfish. And so we offer platitudes of like, oh, that's nice when people talk about themselves, right? So when you're online constantly talking about those things, people are applauding you and they think it's great, but their initial reaction isn't like, oh, I need this. This is speaking to me because you're not speaking to them. You're speaking to you about yourself. (laughs) Like that's exactly what you're doing. And so think of it like dating. If you go on a date and all the person does is talk about what they do and how awesome they are. And, oh, I give to charity and I volunteer at the soup kitchen and I'm a doctor and I've done this. You're like, great. Awesome. Like you might at first be like, wow, this is impressive but then they just won't shut up about themselves, you know? And you're like, yeah, I'm not about this. And so it really is all about just kind of understanding that dynamic and asking the right questions to get to know other people. That's really what you should be doing. You should be focusing on getting to know people. Why? Because people have money and the people are the the ones that are buying. And there's, it's buying is a behavior just like anything, just like anything we do, buying is a behavior. Why do we buy? Well, we buy to satiate a need that we have, to solve a problem that we have, to fill an emotional void, to get a gift for somebody. It's a behavior and that's what we're doing to fulfill it, right? So how are you meeting that need? Because all behavior is a, is a communication of need. And so what you're doing is you're simply just speaking about the need and they're like, no, I, I know I need, I know (laughs) we know this, we know it's a need, right? Like, but how are you going to solve it? How are you offering that kind of solution? How are you positioning what you do as the solution to that problem that they have so that their behavior with buying is with you and not somewhere else? You know, it's like, if you're a tire salesman, you can talk about how your tires are the best and all your rubber comes from sustainably sourced trees and basically like whatever. And people are like, that's cool. But if you start speaking to the problems that people have, Hey, guess who's going to buy from you? People who probably have a flat tire. Cause guess what they need a new one, <laughs> you know, people who have 
bald tires, guess what? Because they need new ones. And then you're going to speak to the problems that people have, maybe like the fears, like maybe they have tires right now and they weren't thinking they needed new ones. But if you talk about, hey, you have the wrong tires on your car because this is the kind of car you have. This is where you live. These tires aren't, you know, beneficial to where you live and you could potentially get into a wreck and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, you need new tires, right? So speaking to the problems that people have and you first have to understand the people first, like what problems do they have? You know, if someone was trying to pitch me on how to experience more nightlife in Kansas city, they're talking to the wrong audience. Okay. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong person. Now, if you, if you want to talk to me about children's museum and science museums and all kinds of cool, fun, little bakeries and pop, you got the right person, right? <laughs> so, because going out and enjoying Kansas city at night, it's, it's not a problem I have. <laughs> and so you kind of have to know your audience. And again, dating, do you know your type? Because if, I mean, if we've, we've all been there, right? <laughs> we don't, don't know our type and we just go around trying to have really, you know, like, oh, you seem cool. You seem cute. And then you get in there and you're like, oh yeah, no. Yeah. You think you're like, I'm attracted to the leather wearing tatted up bad boy thing. And then you start talking kids and you're like, surprised that they may not want kids. And you're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Not saying all leather wearing tatted up men don't want kids, but you know. And so I think there's just so many things about human behavior we don't take into account when we are attracting our ideal audience and really trying to speak to them. Cause that's who, whoever has the best marketing wins and whoever has the best marketing is whoever solves the problem the best. And if you're not solving problems better than the next person they're gonna go somewhere else. That's huge. This is, oh my gosh, you dropped so many nuggets in that. And <laughs> I love that you talk in like word pictures because I think in word pictures. And so I'm yep. like, yeah, like the tires, like all of it was so helpful. So one of the things that you mentioned was like asking the right questions to get to know people. And so what are some ways in order to do that? Would you just suggest like market research, like using social media to do that? Like how do you know that like you're asking the right questions and so that you can solve the actual problem that people have? Yeah, I think there's a couple different ways. One of, one of the best ways for people to start if they don't know what to do or they're not really sure who their target audience is yet is to reverse engineer your offer. So kind of think about what you want to offer, product, service, what have you. And then you can begin to ask, then you can kind of ask yourself, like, what does my product or service do, offer, what problem does it solve? And then maybe start asking people on your, you know, generically on your Facebook, in your stories, on TikTok, wherever, um, asking people to engage with that question that you're, that you're, you know, presenting to them. And just kind of say the other day, I kind of did one for sensory activities for kids, you know, cause I, I have gotten a lot of feedback from, from, from parents that are like, oh my gosh, my kid, this and this and this, they just seem to do X, Y, and Z in my brain. I'm like, oh, they're sensory seeking, but I can't just prescribe that to parents. So you begin to ask them, you know, like if I were to offer a hundred activities of a you know, hundred free sensory activities for you to utilize with your kids, would you find that helpful? People were like, absolutely. Yes. But I've also asked questions where people were like, not really. Mm -hmm. And it's really telling because what I think people may need is way different than what other people may, may want. You know, I may want to launch this, this comprehensive course for business owners or parents or whatever that literally has like everything A to Z, 
and go, this is it. This is going to give you everything you need. And, but nobody wants to sign up. Why? They may not want a, a huge course. They may want it broken up into little workshops. Mm. They may be like, yeah, I can't learn everything all at once. I need like a one little course on marketing, one little course on this, one little course on that. So take your offer or your product, service, whatever, reverse engineer it, ask yourself what problems it solves, who you're kind of trying to target, and then ask your audience certain things about that, asking them questions. You know, if, if you were to have an option between this and this, what would you choose? What's the biggest problem in your life right now? This or this, right? And, and it's so powerful because sometimes you're like, yes, I was hitting the mark. I was right there. And then other times you're like, ooh, glad I asked because I was way off. And it is so informative because it's kind of the same thing when I'm doing, you know, when I'm doing therapy one-on-one with clients, it's like, that's all, <laughs> that's all I do is ask questions. And sometimes I wonder why I went and got initials after my name and why people pay me. Cause I'm like, I'll just a professional question asker, <laughs> like, that's it. Right. You know, we didn't get that. Tell me how you feel about that for no reason, because it's, it literally is just asking the right questions. I mean, I've, I've paid coaches tens of thousands of dollars and I can look back on that whole time I spent with them. And it was literally just one question they asked me that was so transformative in my life that absolutely shifted my business. Like I, I, just, I paid 10 grand for that one question, but I'm like, it made me seven figures. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Because it's just that one, that one little tweak that you didn't know you needed that one mentality shift or that one little, you know, grain of sand that you were like, this was the last thing I needed. Because if that one little thing is missing, it it throws everything off and it's frustrating. So if you're kind of spinning your wheels right, right now with your program or you're crafting it and no one's buying it, or you're putting it out there and you're marketing it, but you're like, what the heck? why aren't people buying? They're communicating something to you. They're saying, we don't want that. Or they're saying, we don't want this piece of it. Or maybe you're marketing to the wrong people. They're like, this is a great solution for other people, not for us. So remember that all behavior is a form of communication. So if your product isn't selling, it's not because you suck. It's not because your product sucks. It's not because your course sucks. It's probably one teeny tiny little shift. And once you get that, the magic happens because some, they're communicating to you. They're saying, nope, I don't like that one little piece or this part feels disjointed or this little part feels like it doesn't make sense or doesn't speak to me or doesn't solve my problem quite well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and asking people those questions really, really helps. So reverse engineering, I think is the best place to start if you're not familiar with market research. That I think that's the best place for a lot of beginners. I love that. I feel like that's even so like pertinent as you continue to evolve and and change, because even though you already have your course or program or whatever, your audience is going to change. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you're adding new people, like different people are seeing it, their needs are changing. And so as you ask questions and you even brought up of like, Hey, which would be more helpful, this or this then you can even use their comments, ask them more questions and use their exact language for your social media posts, for marketing it. Exactly. That's a great, that's a, that's a huge point because I think for me, especially coming from a very science heavy clinical arena, I have a tendency to communicate with that kind of language, but it's, it's not what the average person is saying. It's Mm -hmm. not the verbiage that the everyday person is using. It's, it's very similar to SEO right? Like 
people aren't going into Pinterest like, you know, clinical behavior intervention strategies. They're not mm -hmm. typing that. They're typing chore chart, <laughs> right? Like they're the same thing, but that's what people are typing and that's the verbiage they're using. So you may be an expert in something else and I may want it, but I go, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that sounds so fancy. I don't know. Is Do I need it? I don't know. <laughs> you know, so that's hugely important to use their verbiage in your marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And plus like a confused buyer never buys. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's confused, I'm like, what actually do you do? Like, right. how does this? And that's one of the reasons why I say like, I help you sell more on social media. Mm -hmm. I'm like, everybody knows that they need to make sales and everybody knows what social media is. And most right. people want to be able to do more of it. They're like, is that it? I'm like, in simplest terms, yes. So what is the simplest terms for what you're doing and asking questions to be able to like create that and create your marketing around it? So I think that that is incredible of just such an easy way to think about it. Asking questions first, mm -hmm. get the feedback from people. And then you can go and launch it. And then you can use strategies of like, Hey, going and commenting, going and talking to more people so that you can like know what your audience wants and then be able to market directly to them. So that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it was a small shift in my business that made the biggest impact. And it's something I tell people all the time. Like you're not talking to your people enough. Mm -hmm. You're, you're stepping into the expert space too much. You need to like step down kind of like leadership. I do a lot on leadership and organizational development. I'm like the best leaders are the ones that walk the floor with the employees. The best leaders are the ones that step down because they make the most applicable, relatable changes because they're there with the people who need the changes, as opposed to looking down being like, Hmm, I think these are the changes that you all need. And they're like, no, that absolutely was not what we needed. <laughs> like, things but I mean I think we can see that right now in the world we live in you know like with with governments all over the world and all these things it's like if they just ask the average person hey what is it you need right now I'm pretty sure most of the problems would be solved but they don't and they just assume what we all need we kind of do that too as the expert we just assume what they all need and we're like here I'm the expert let me tell you mm -hmm. and then you just kind of we kind of miss the mark you know so yeah it really is all about getting like belly to belly with your people and just kind of chatting with them. You know, yes, it is a little more time consuming, but do you, do you want to change lives or not? Do you want to make money or not? Like, I don't know. There's like kind of no in between. So. Yeah. And it's like pay now or pay double later. Like, do you mm -hmm. want to pay now and take time or do you want to be frustrated because everything didn't sell and now you're like, what the heck do I do now? So. Yeah. Exactly. So what is like, you tell the most beautiful, like picture stories that just help to like take it home. So what yeah. is one way that you can get belly to belly, be in that like community role, not like a leader looking down mm -hmm. when a lot of like marketing and talking to people is on social media and it's not physically belly to belly. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that we're luckily in a day and age where you can do it physically in person. Absolutely. But there's a way to do it authentically online as well and be as quote unquote belly to belly as you possibly can. And that's like in the DMs that's commenting on people's stuff and, and being proactive in your engagement, like stop assuming that you're Kylie Jenner and that everybody <laughs> is just going to comment on your stuff. Like that people care about your lunch that like we talked about people are naturally egocentric so play into that, <laughs> like 
feed that, you know, in, in a, in a positive way, you know, build authentic relationships going back to like, and when you're in kindergarten, right. It's like, you are super social. You're approaching people. Hey, want to be friends? Hey, want to go play on the monkey bars with me? Hey, want to go do this? Like start doing that, go and explore online. Go. I mean, doing it, the same thing applies in, in person. Like where is your target audience? Where are they going? Like I talked about, like as a homeschool mom who does certain, like I'm not out living the nightlife. You're not going to find me there. So don't go there looking for people like me. You're going to find people like me and like playgrounds and pottery classes and supermarkets. Okay. Libraries. That's where you're going to find people like me. So that's, if I'm your target audience, that's where you're going to go. You know, same thing online, go find people, you know, searching through hashtags and groups and certain things like that. And put yourself out there. You know, Mary and I met through a group and we certainly didn't meet because we were like these super professional expert robots that are like, here's my freebie, sign up for it. You know, no, we had genuine conversation and then moved it over to the DM where we were able to kind of engage about not business related stuff, get to know each other and, and just kind of be human. I know it sounds crazy um, <laughs> to be human and to use social media for, oh, I don't know, socializing, but I can tell you that you are going to move the needle so much in your influence because people are going to see you as genuine and authentic. And that does something again to the psyche in the beginning of this, before you heard all about my professional expertise and qualifications, I humanized myself and you were able to connect with me on a, on a deeper level so that everything that was said thereafter, every engagement we've had thereafter, you're like, oh my God, yeah, yes, queen, yes, girl, okay. You know what I mean? But like, it's because you felt like you knew me, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the same thing with Mary. It's the same thing with you when you positively engage with people. I, I kind of have this thing in, in my brain where, and I teach this method to, to my students, which is RCN. So it's react comment message. And it's, I hate doing something like a framework like that. Cause it, but it comes, sometimes we need a pattern before it becomes natural. And what that means is before I do anything about myself, before I make any kind of post, before I go into that egocentric, it's all about Courtney, people care about what's going on in my life mode. I do the RCM. So I go into other people's world, other people's lives, and I'm reacting to their stuff and I'm commenting with meaningful questions and I'm engaging and I'm moving it over into messenger, asking a question. I work with a lot of women who do the RCM and they're like, okay, I reacted and I commented and I moved it over into messenger. And that's where I pitched my product. I'm like, no, that's no, this has nothing to do with your product or service. This is reminding you to connect like a human, right? So I may react to, you know, Mary's post and like with the heart comment and be like, girl, you are killing it in them jeans, right? And then go over into Messenger and be like, where the heck did you get those? Because those are freaking adorable. Then she's going to tell me, oh, I got them at a thrift store. I'm saying, I love thrifting. I just went to one with my daughter the other day. She absolutely loves it. And then you're going to ask more questions, right? Asking more questions. You don't have to go on forever and ever. And like it's dinner. And now you're thinking of things like, well, how's the weather over there in Kansas city? Lord, you know, like you don't have to, but just asking questions and be genuine. And that is how I have built everything that I have now. And guess what? Some of these people will never be your clients and that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. Cause you're the worst that's going to happen is you're going to build authentic, genuine relationships boo-hoo <laughs> like oh my gosh like and 
the person you're talking to may not need what you're selling, but maybe their neighbor does, maybe their mom or their sister does. I have gotten so many people that way, like people tagging other people in my post because they're like, I don't have kids, but oh my gosh, Sarah, you absolutely have to download this, you know, because I know you have like 10 kids and you're way in over your head. So go do this. And so building those genuine relationships, it, the same applies online, right? As, uh, excuse me, in person. So going and asking questions and being sociable. I think if anything, we have to kind of practice this because the last two years have made us like hermits. <laughs> so like, we don't know how to engage with people and it can be really awkward. I totally understand. So just kind of practicing these, these tactics. So like your RCM, you know, your reaction would be a facial expression, <laughs> you know, non-verbals. And then commenting is making, asking a meaningful question related to what they said, you know, and luckily you don't have to do the message part because you're in person. So if anything, in person is a little bit easier, but yeah, I think just be social, like, and stop overthinking it. Go back to that, like kindergarten kid who's like not afraid of anything, you know, like I, I watch kids play all the time and they're like, Hey, Billy, you want to go on the slide? And he's like, no, okay. And they just go have somebody else. They don't go sulk in a quarter and question their entire existence. So I think you, you kind of have to channel that part of ourselves again to not be afraid to be shut down by people, you know, because it's going to happen. Gonna yeah. Happen. Rejection's inevitable, but it's like, okay, what are you going to do after? Right. Like, you going to yeah, stay on I mean, the ground or like, hey, there's what, like 8 billion people on this planet or something. There's like millions and millions on Facebook alone, like real accounts. There's millions and millions of real accounts yep. who don't know the same people that you know on Facebook. Like go meet Absolutely. some people. Yep. And you're yeah. going to, you're going to, it's funny because they're like, I think they did, they, when they did this study, it was like, by the time you're three, you've heard the word, no, like 700,000, 600 and whatever times, by the time you're this age, you've heard it, whatever. But by the time you're like 20 something, you've heard it over several million times. And it is the single word we are still afraid most of the word. No, even though, even though scientifically everything should tell us that we have been conditioned to not care about the word no but we still care we still we still care and that to, and then i'm going to go ahead and feel like therapist mode which is at some point when someone told you no it's connected to some traumatic experience and that is what is sticking with you because you have tied that no to your worth your value and all of those things so when people are like no nah, no thanks you immediately go back into the space of Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I'm not qualified. No one wants to talk to me. What's wrong with me? Like you start questioning you. No, you, here's the thing. Stop thinking about the word no as having anything to do about you and respect the fact that someone is respecting their boundaries. They're saying no. So if they have the freedom to say no, you have the freedom to say no. And you can just be like, it's a no, it's a no, not right now. It's a no, not for me. It's a no, I'm res I have boundaries around this and you can respect and honor that. Just like I would hope you, you would, or other people would respect and honor your boundaries. So take, take the you part out of it. And a lot of that has to do with like that shadow work and that healing around your trauma around the word no and rejection in general. But yeah, every, everything boils down to like your brain and your soul and your heart and behavior and trauma, like all of that stuff. So when people are like, this is business. I'm like, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Everything is business. You just might not always make money doing it, <laughs> but everything is an energy exchange with business. It's an energy exchange with dollar signs attached. That's really about it. I think that you just freed so many people. 
<laughs> with that statement of the fact that like, Hey, you've heard no millions of times. Mm-hmm. You just tie it to a particular instance. And that's what you go back to. Yep. Absolutely. You know, it could be something really early. It can be something really, once you really go back, you're like, wow, in retrospect, that, that traumatic experience I've been kind of holding on to, you know, when I look back is kind of silly, you know, like now that you have the perspective you do now, you're able to give it the scope that it deserves and the attention it deserves, but you're able to go, why have I, why have I been holding on to this? <laughs> you know, like, like the princess in the peace syndrome. Yep. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, I have all these mattresses in this one little pea. Like I could just take it out, you know, and oh my gosh, solving so many problems. So yeah, I think doing a lot of that inner work. That's why I think a lot of entrepreneurs, leaders, business owners, just as much as you pay attention to like marketing and business and like developing that part, you really need to be developing yourself because you are the heart and the brain of your business. So if you're not operating in a healthy way, your business isn't gonna, so. Oh my gosh. Courtney, this has been incredible. (laughs) I'm so excited that we got to do this. I'm so excited that you shared so much incredible value on like this video and like hearing about it. It like, literally, I'm gonna go back and rewatch it because I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) there's so much in this that you covered that my brain didn't even get to process. So (laughs) yeah, I'm like, okay, like take more notes, go ahead and write it down again. But Courtney, for people who want more of like your incredible like value to be more in your world, hear more about it. If they're like, okay, like I need either a chore chart or I need it, you know, to be able to, whatever it is, to be able to help get help with some of this like psychology behind business and be able to connect with you. What's the best way, best way to be able to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Probably the best way, because I like having conversations with people is probably on my social media. So on Instagram, it's the CourtneyRogers.co. And on TikTok, it is, it's Coach Courtney. I have links in my bio. They're always kind of changing and updating with consultations and one-to-ones and programs, depending on, again, listening to my market research. But there's always space if you write me and you're like, hey, this is my need. How can I work with you to be able to get something like this? So I may not have something up on the link in my bio for you to just automatically book with a marketing and, and behavior consultation, but I'm, I'm always offering them. It's kind of like a Starbucks secret menu. <laughs> so like it may not be up on there or else my link tree would be 10 pages long. So if you're looking for something like that, you're more than welcome to reach out and, and see if it's something I have available on my schedule. Usually the, the answer is always yes. But yeah, those, those two platforms, obviously on Facebook is just Courtney Rogers. I'm, I'm sure that that's such a generic name. <laughs> But I think afterwards, um, when this is done and published completely on Facebook, I can go in and like leave an actual link for people. But yeah, that's probably where you can find me. A website is just like, it's so generic because it's my agency website. So if you want to talk to me and you want to chat with me, that's the best place to do it. Amazing. Thank you so much, Courtney. I so appreciate you sharing your wisdom and time and knowledge with us. It's been absolutely incredible. And yeah, just the value that you shared is amazing. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Y'all will definitely follow Courtney and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Dreamers and Action Takers. I'm honored that you are here, but before you go, I would love to give you a free gift. Would you take five minutes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review below so that we can get this podcast and information in the hands of more people? 
I have a dream of working with a hundred million women and helping them to share their dream with the world. And I know that I can't do it without you. So once you rate and leave a review, if you would send a screenshot of that to the email podcast at thedreamers.co, and I'll send you a free gift. It's basically a broken down sales cycle of how to talk about your product or service online and customize it to yourself to get clients in the door. So I'm honored that you joined me today. I cannot wait to see you for the next episode and I hope you have the most incredible day. I'll talk to you soon.